Thank you, thank you. There's several out sick this morning. I'm thankful that you're here and that you've survived a week of blessings. Were you thankful this past week? I hope you took a moment. I hope I, I really Thanksgiving. I think is one of my favorite holidays. It's not a whole lot of pressure and a lot of scheduled, a lot of good food and typically family around. And, and I hope you were truly grateful and thankful. Just take a moment and think back. Lord, was I thankful? Or maybe you need to be grateful right now for the things that he has done. In the word this morning, I want you to not only be thankful for what he has done, but I want you to begin to thank him for what he is going to do. My dad was a rice farmer. One day as we were finishing harvest, a thunderstorm came up, much like we had come through already this morning. And he was rushing to get out of the field, and he climbed into the back of that John Deere combine. And he was always dressed in blue, dicky, long sleeve uniform. That was his farmer's uniform and big old brown boots. He climbed into the back of that hopper and his foot slipped on the slick uh, side of the hopper of that combine and went down into the auger and it cut his big toe off and that large boot it wrapped itself up into the auger somehow with pure brute strength he reversed that auger enough just enough for him to be able to remove the the foot climbed down from the combine, and, and they was rushed him to the hospital. In that moment, he was able to do almost a superhuman strength. He was able, in just his human ability, to do something. I want you to begin to think about our God this morning. He's able to do a whole lot more than my dad was able to do in a moment of emergency. Our God is able, is the word that he wants us to, to study this morning. Our God is able. Our text is Hebrews 7.25, and we'll be looking at some other scriptures. But he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He is able. That word there this morning, he is able, is dunamai. It looks a lot like dynamite, doesn't it? <laughs> That's the dunamis power. It means to be capable of, strong and powerful. In fact, our God is all-powerful. Consider your Heavenly Father's track record on His abilities. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God opened the floodgates of heaven, Genesis chapter 7 and 8, and water covered all the earth. He was ready to destroy the earth, but God remembered Noah and spared the human race. He was able to lead millions of people with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. When they came to the Red Sea and Moses stretched out his hand, God's hand drove back the waters and the children of Israel walked across on dry ground. I'm just trying to remind you this morning of God's 
ability, his dunamai, he is able to do some things. Joshua could tell us about the walls of Jericho coming down because God brought them down. Gideon could talk to us today about God slaying the Midianite army with only 300 men participating with God. Elijah could talk about fire falling from heaven on Mount Carmel. If God can do all of these things, don't you think he can handle your problems? Don't you think he can handle your sin problem? Don't you think he can handle the circumstances that loom so big in our minds sometimes? Our God is able. Do you believe that today? Our God is able. There's five things we're going to from Scripture. God is able to do five things. If you're taking notes, the first thing God is able to do, He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. Another way to say that is God is able to save completely. Completely. I am, we spent some time with Carmen's brother Glenn. And I was reminded this week that God is in the saving business and He does it when He does it. He does it good. He does it big. He does it to the uttermost. He does it completely. He didn't leave anything undone in Glenn's life. We don't have to walk around wondering if salvation, if what he's offering will get the job done. No, he is able to save to the uttermost. The job's already done. Doesn't save us somewhat, doesn't kind of save us, save us a little bit. He doesn't save us halfway. He saves us completely. You can't add to it. Nothing more to add. Do you believe today in the dunamai power of God that he is able to save to the uttermost? There are lost people all around us. We get so caught up, and, and I, want, I want to be convinced of this today as we go into to a, a, another holiday season Can we focus on the things that are really important to God? He came to seek and to save the lost. It was all about the rescue. He's not caught up in all the commercialism. And and I love family traditions. I love the times together. But if you and I can get close to the heart of God today, we are able to see that He is able to save to the uttermost. Save completely. We get the privilege of working with Him. We said it in the coffee room this morning. He's still in the saving business. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the saving business. The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. The vilest, most hateful, whether it's an ISIS warrior or criminal on the face of this earth, God is in the saving business and you cannot go so far that he can't save you. He is able to save to the uttermost. Aren't you glad? (laughs) Aren't you thankful today that he's in the saving business, that he takes the sin and he makes the record clean? 
He goes to the files of where my file is, your file. He doesn't see Dale's. He sees Jesus Christ. He brings out the Jesus Christ file. He's paid a price. It's done, and it's done completely. Another thing that he's able to do is he is able to establish you. He is able to establish you. Now, just open up your hearts today. God wants to help us in this area right here. Romans chapter 16. Paul's writing, wrapping up his letter to the, to the church at Rome. And he says, now to him, now to him who is able, now to him who is dunamai, now to him who is able to establish you. Accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the hidden mysteries for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. He is able to establish you. I talk to couples all the time as they come for premarital counseling and and we talk about it. Now you've come from your different homes, but now you must establish your own home. It happened in Carmen and I's life. We were both raised in the same church, grew up in the church nursery together. But there were things that, that our family did, that her family did, that were different. And we had to come to agreement that... That's what mom and dad do. That's what mom and dad do. But this is what you're calling us to do, God. We had to come to establish our home. Businesses go through this. Churches go through this. There's a season where where things are kind of shaky. And then things become stable and get established. And he is able today to establish you in the faith. Man, we got... I'm afraid sometimes we we just go... Just shallow. <laughs> the seed falls on thorny ground or rocky ground and we can't get our roots down. But I believe the Spirit of God is, is one to establish some things and to get us settled. Sterizo, to make stable, make firm, set fast, to strengthen, to render constant, to confirm one's mind. I'm just going to blow through about ten scriptures here that speak to this establishing of our faith. Luke 22:32. I've prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen or sterizo thy brethren. Luke, I'm sorry, Romans 1:11. Paul's right now. I long to see you that I might impart some spiritual gift to the end that you might be established. He knows he's got some baby Christians. He's got some people that, that are just barely getting out the gate in their walk with God. And so he's saying, I want you to be established. I'm praying that you be established. 1 Thessalonians 3.2, I'm sending Timothy, our brother, our minister of God, our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. Why am I sending Timothy to you? To establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. I, I don't know if I'd ever seen so many verses on establishing us. First Thessalonians 3.13, To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with his saints. He's able to establish us. 
Second Thessalonians 2.17, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word. Second Thessalonians 3.3, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. <laughs> James 5.8, be patient. Oh, why do you have to say that, preacher? Be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. It's drawing near. First Peter 5.10, But the God of all grace who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you've suffered a while, make you perfect. Establish you. Strengthen you. Settle you. You see the words there? Establish. Make you perfect. Establish you. Strengthen you. Settle you. I pray, people, God, help us experience the saving faith of God. But today we add, help us experience the establishing faith of God. Being rooted and grounded in the things of God. Revelation 3, 2, be watchful and strengthen the things that which remain. Or establish the things that remain. We're ready to die. If you and I were on a football team. There would be strengthening coaches. That's their whole job is to, is to condition you and I as the athletes to get ready for the game. To be ready for the contest. What if we had strengthening coaches in the church? <laughs> That's one reason we come together. To strengthen one another. That's an important, important reason for you to be together with the body of Christ. To, to download a word of encouragement to one another. It's important for you to be in a small group, to be in a, in a place where you can be accountable. You want to be established in your walk with God? You've got to make yourself available to be established in your walk with God. He established the earth. Psalmist said it this way, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He founded upon the seas and established it on the waters. So he goes around establishing worlds. He goes around establishing covenants. He put in the old sacrificial system that there could be a sacrifice for sins. And then Jesus came and he established a new covenant. If God, my God, who is Dunamai, is able to establish worlds and he is able to establish redemptive plans, don't you believe this morning that he is able to establish you and to settle you in your faith? Some of us need to ask God, Lord, I've been wishy-washy. I've been up and down in my walk. I need you to establish me in my walk with you. How do you do that, Pastor? I think spiritual disciplines are a good way to do it. Prayer, Bible study, in the Word yourself. The number one indicator of spiritual growth is individual time with God, is daily reflecting on the Word of God. 
You can't go. You can't shortcut. If your spiritual growth is depending just on what I declare or what is declared from this platform, I'm telling you today, you will be a malnourished Christian. I can't give you enough word in a week from to to sustain you, to to keep you from falling, and to make it all the way to go. We come here to be to hear the word of God declared. Sure. We come here to be in strength and encouraged, but you have got to be established in your own walk with God. It's got to be your chair. It's got to be the time early in the morning, late at night, whenever it is. However young you are, however old you are, you have to be in the Word for Him to do an establishing work in your life. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. I think another way he establishes is in our relationships. Jesus' way of making disciples was highly relational. He told those, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They spent three years living life, going, traveling together, doing miracles, experiencing him downloading things. You can, I really, I believe Christianity is, is, is not an isolated relationship. We are part of the body of Christ. That's one way we grow as we participate in the body. So don't isolate yourself. It is highly relational as you get yourself established in the faith. Saving grace. Establishing grace. Here's the third thing he's able to do. He's able to subdue all things. Philippians is our text for this one. For our citizenship is in heaven. Aren't you glad? (laughs) From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies. Somebody said, Amen. Woo, glory. Lowly body. That it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able, by which he is dunamai, even to subdue all things to himself. There's not a government in this world that is not subjected to the kingdom and authority of God Almighty. Princes, kings, presidents. All bow down. It is all under his control. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What is the house you would build for me? What is the place of my rest? Isaiah 66, 1 is repeated in Acts chapter 7. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. If I was sitting on a big chair and I could get a globe here and just rest my... The earth is my footstool. Is what the Lord, I mean, that's, that's pretty well keeping things all under subdue, under subjection. There's not a thing that can get past him. He knows it all. In fact, the winds and the waves obey his voice. He says to them, peace be still, and they're calm. I read Psalm 23 this week. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall. He leads me beside still waters. That's not stagnant waters. That's not just placid lakes out there. That is raging waters made still by the command of God. My shepherd leads me by those still waters because he's commanded them. It's all under his subjection. 
All things are under His control. He is able to subdue all things. Can I tell you this morning, there is no stronghold that He is not able to break. He is able to bring all things under His control. There is no stronghold. There's not nicotine. There's not alcohol. There's not pornography. There's not relationships. There's not materialism. There is not one stronghold that He is not able, dunamai, to bring under His control. We gotta have faith to believe Him for it. <laughs> Saving faith, establishing grace, sustaining grace. <laughs> you doing okay? He's able? Do you believe? Look at your neighbor and say, He's able. He's able to save us. He's able to establish us. He's able to sustain us. Number four, He is able to keep you from falling. He is able to keep you from falling. Jude is our reference on this one. Verses 24 and 25. One chapter in Jude. Now to Him who is able to keep you from falling. Him who is able to keep you from stumbling. And to present you faultless. He is able, dunamai, to keep you from falling. He is able, dunamai, to present me and you faultless before God. This is a holiness church and this is a holiness message today. My God is dunamai. He is able to keep us from sinning and falling. For the presence of His glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen, Jude says. Jude's got some powerful stuff to say. In fact, I just got to turn there real quick. Verse 20, you, dear friends, must build each other up in the most holy faith. That sounds like establishing each other, doesn't it? That sounds like coming to church. That sounds like texting somebody. That sounds like calling somebody and building them up. Don't tear them down. No, build each other up in the faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jude's got a good word for us today. Build each other up in the faith. Don't pray in your own power. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Yes, there's times when our faith wavers, so show a little mercy. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. That's why I'm trying to get you to raise your outreach temperature along with me. That's why I'm going to share Jesus with my neighbor before he moves. Jesus had to move my neighbor. He had to move him to Tulsa so I'd talk to him about Jesus. I'm sorry my neighbor has to move, but I'm going to talk to him about Jesus this week. Rescue them from the flames of judgment. So mercy to others. Do so with great cause. Great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Some people are so wrapped up in sin, you've got to be red hot for Jesus if you're going to talk to them about Jesus. You don't want their sins to drag you down. He's able to keep you from falling. Isn't that good news this morning? 
Isn't it good news that Jesus has victory for us? He doesn't just save us and leave us out to hang us out to dry. No, there's saving grace. There's establishing grace. There's sustaining grace. And now this is keeping grace. No temptation has overtaken you that is common to, not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted above your ability. But will with the temptation. He will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. He has keeping faith. He who is able to keep you and I from falling. How does that happen, Pastor? I think I'm going to suggest to you again spiritual disciplines. I don't know of any way to keep the faith, to keep from falling without spending time with Jesus. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even so as you see the day approaching. So be in the house of God, but especially be in the place of prayer and intercession and and reading the word. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you... You can't have commands to the devil to go if you don't have the Word of God filling your minds and hearts and thoughts. And we can let all kind of junk fill our mind. And some of it is just, just the cares of this world and what we're reading in our feeds or what we're seeing on the TV or what we're listening on to the radio. And I'm beginning to hear more and more of it. It's just noise. It's just noise. Keeping faith. God, help me to institute some spiritual disciplines in my life. Yes, it means getting up a little earlier. Rolling out of bed. Absolutely. Do you want to be presented faultless before God Almighty? Then get out of bed and get in the Word. I think it's also highly relational in this area of our lives too. Band of brothers, iron sharpens iron. John Wesley's small groups, they would get together every week and they'd say, what sin have you committed this week? It's pretty relational. What happens when we repent? <laughs> Times of refreshing come from the, from the presence of the Lord. We hold ourselves accountable. You know, I'm a, I know you're going to ask me a question next week. When the temptation comes, that's one of the ways I believe the Lord gives us. That you want to be presented faultless. You want to give a good report. That's the power of the Holy Spirit in us, reminding us of what we've learned. But we push Him off in the corner. We insist on doing our own thing. It's okay to say amen there too. He who is able, dunamai, to keep you and me from falling. Yes, even in sin, drenched 2018. There's not a young person here that I don't claim that promise over. He is able to keep you from falling. There's not one family represented here today that I don't claim that promise. He is able to keep you from stumbling. Psalm 56, 13. You have delivered my soul from death. <laughs> Isn't that good? You've delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling? If he can rescue us from the pits of hell, he can keep us from going anywhere near the pits again. 
He can keep us from stumbling. That I may walk before God in the light of the land of the living. Praise God. He is able to do. He is able to save to the uttermost. He is able to establish you. He is able to keep you from falling, to subdue all things. And number five, this is the good stuff right here. He is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. Now there's some shouting ground here. He is able to do immeasurably more Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundant all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and forever. Amen. I think it was Miss Janice that pointed out the amplified version to me on this verse. I'm going to give it to you now. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose do super abundantly. Don't you like that word? Super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our desires, our highest thoughts, our highest hopes or dreams. To Him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all generations Forever and forever. He who is able to do super abundantly more than I can even dare dream, ask, or think, or imagine. And I can imagine a lot of good stuff. I can imagine every home in this sanctuary thriving in the presence of God. Just filled and blessings following obedience. I can imagine that. But my God is able to do more than that. Super abundantly more than that. I could believe God for Glenn's salvation. I came in concert with with my mother-in-law. Our family did. Every day we would pray for Glenn. My mother-in-law and Billy Newsom, her her mother, Mimi Newsom, you, you met her. She was here when we first started the church. She would pray. Crossroads Tabernacle came in and, and they started participating in praying for him. I could believe God. God saved Glenn to the uttermost. But can I tell you today, God did more than I could even imagine. Because now the guy's called to preach. He's got so much glory of God on him. Word of God. I didn't even think about that. My God is able, he was so caught up with materialism, he was worried about what people thought, he had a great, he could care less. In fact, we're having to push him off his duff a little bit. He doesn't care. What's happening in this world? What, the things of this world hold no attraction. I, I couldn't think about then God doing that deep of a work. Are you with me this morning? My God is able to do immeasurably more. Paul Cunningham was a general superintendent in the Church of the Nazarene. He retired in 2009. His first pastorate was in Olathe, Kansas. There was 46 members in that church when he first went there. His first Sunday, sometime in April, the treasurer meets him. First Sunday on the job. Pastor, we have a little problem. We're not able to make the building payment. He said, okay, how often does this happen? Well, more often than it should. Pastor Paul Cunningham goes to the bank that week, makes his way to Bob Osborne, the president of Patron State Bank. He says, Mr. President, I'm so sorry. 
I apologize for our congregation being laid on its payments, on its obligations. What can we do? They refinanced the loan. Paul says here, I was in his study one day in 1965. He said, I was feeling really sorry for myself. I was thinking about the money that we, the church, needed and why God, God, why, didn't, why don't you do a better job of supplying the needs that we have? Lord, I'd help you if you were in need. Here we are killing ourselves. We're, we're pouring our lives into this thing. The pressures are on us. Lord, why? I'd help you. Why don't you help me? He said, I felt a distinct impression from the Lord that day. Paul, you know what you and your church need to do? What, Lord? You need to raise $1,000 for world evangelism. Raise $1,000. Wait a minute, God. I don't think you I don't think I made myself clear. <laughs> We've been trying to tell you we don't we don't have enough income for everything you've already asked us to do. I don't think I'm getting through to you today, God. There's a problem. And God says, I want you to raise a thousand dollars for mission. This is back in the nineteen sixties. It's a lot of money says, I felt challenged to preach a message on missions and challenge all the families who could give $100. There's a lot of money. Buy next Sunday for world evangelism. Not a dime of it was to stay in the local church. In his place of prayer, Pastor Paul is saying, Lord, I've never asked the people to do anything that I myself am not willing to do. I don't have $100 to give, Lord. He says, I want you to give 200 Lord, uh, are we clear? I didn't, I don't have any income, Lord. I don't have that hundred dollars. I was feeling overwhelmed. And as I was overwhelmed and praying about it, the Lord said, Paul, if this was something you really needed for your family, you'd go to the bank and borrow it, wouldn't you? You really needed it, Paul. Wouldn't you go to the bank and borrow it? And, yes, Lord, that's what I would do. So guess what Pastor Paul did? He went back to Patron State Bank, back to the president of the bank, and he said, I need a personal loan for $200. Pastor, the president said, when do you expect you'll be able to pay this back? I don't know. The president of the bank makes business decisions all day long. He says, I don't know that that's the best offer I've had today. You want me to loan you $200 and you don't know when you'll be able to pay it back. That's right. He said, Pastor, I'll give you the money. I'll give it to you. And he says, I'm also going to write my own check. He said, no, Mr. Osborne, you, you go to your church. You give to He said, I give my church plenty. I, I give my church. I give to other men. He says, it's not much. I'm going to give you a check for $25. For your offering. That next Sunday they raised $1,327. Collected it for world missions. Soon Pastor Cunningham was sitting at General Assembly in Oregon. The General Church made the announcement that they wanted to put a new liberal arts college in the Midwest. Over 33 locations had been con considered and proposed, but none in the Kansas City area. 
God prompted Pastor Paul Cunningham to go back to the bank. He went back to President Osborne and he says, I want your help in bringing the college to Olathe. Mr. Osborne went to work on his friends and they came up with over a hundred acres for the college and the church. Little did anyone know that $200 would be the seed of a four-year liberal arts college and a church with a 4,000-seat sanctuary. Pastor Paul would develop the campus, would develop the church. He said there were times he pastored there for 29 years. There were times when we would just run out of money. He went in one to the bank one time, and Mr. Osborne said, would 500000 take a little pressure off? And he wrote him a check for $500,000. The Osbournes would become part of that church and would give over $5 million. More than once, God reminded Pastor Cunningham that $200 of obedience resulted in a great church, a great university trade, and hundreds and thousands of Christian leaders commissioned all around the globe. My God is able, dunamite, dynamite, to do immeasurably more than you can dare dream, ask, or imagine. He just was wanting to pay the bills. But he was obedient. Blessings follow obedience. He has assigned you and I to this day and to this. We just got to begin to dream. We just got to begin to imagine, just begin to think. And he's able to do that plus. Just like he supersizes it. What area of your life needs breakthrough this morning? Would you take a moment and just imagine what that breakthrough would be? What would be the most godlike, Christ honoring conclusion or result to that situation? Think about that. What's the problem? What's the stronghold? What would be the most godlike, Christ honoring solution to that? Can you dream? Can you imagine that? Can you think that right now? Well, guess what? My God, your God is able to do immeasurably more than what you just thought about. He's able to meet your emotional needs. He is able to meet your spiritual needs. He is able to meet your physical needs. He is able to meet your financial needs. He is able to meet you in the darkest moments and draw you into the light. He is able to meet you in the valley of despair and bring you to the mountain of blessing. He is able to give you insight into his scriptures so you can learn to love him better. He is able to take you from here to there and back again in safety if that's what he wants. He's able to keep you from the evil one. He is able to give you peace in the midst of the storm. He is able to calm the storm. He's able to feed 5,000. And guess what? He's able to feed you. He's able to raise the dead. He can raise you to glory. He's able to make the... He's able to make mountains. He can even move mountains if you want Him to. He's able to take care of us from the womb to the tomb and even into eternity. He's able to offer you the salvation we so desperately need. Sure, it took his blood, but he who is able to do immeasurably more. 
able to save to the uttermost. He's able to, to establish you. He is able to subdue all things. He is able to keep you from falling. I think some of us this morning, the way I want to close this message, the Lord just moved on Stacy's heart to, to give us this pattern of repentance. Some of us just got to confess, Lord, I hadn't been trusting you with it. I've been keeping my eyes on the circumstances instead of my eyes on you. Some of us need to confess that today. Some of us, we, 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 we've let our eyes get on the situation. We let the cares of this world, and, and we just need to be repentant of that today. He is able to do immeasurably more than we can dare dream or ask or imagine. Some of us today just need to declare, this is what I'm believing God for. This is what I'm trusting in you. No music this morning. If God's speaking to your heart, I don't even want you to stand this morning. But if God's speaking to your heart and He, you need to do business with God, I just want you to stand up and I want you to come stand up here. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith. Just just, just get honest before God. I, I'm, I'm conf- Maybe you're confessing some things. And maybe you maybe you're you just want to declare, I want God to do the Lord, I'm believing you to accomplish this. He is able, Dunamai. He is able to do. Praise God. Praise God. Spirit of God is here. He loves, as Tori prayed, he loves humble and contrite spirits. Oh, God, you're helping us right now. You've reminded us of your truth today. You've reminded us of who you are. You who are able to do. You who are able to save us to the uttermost. Lord, some of us are here today because we've gotten, we've gotten complacent praying for, for lost family members. Or we got complacent praying for the lost God. Lord, you're able to save to the uttermost today. You are able to establish us today. God, some of us are here today because we are confessing. Lord, we've just been in and out. We've been, we've been lazy in our relationship with you. We haven't invested so much. But, Lord, we're confessing that right now. And we're saying, God, I'm sorry. And I am going, I am going to spend time with you. I need you. Lord, I'm asking you to bring the joy back I'm asking you to bring the sustaining power back God Lord I'm believing you right now to establish the faith of these that are standing before you today Lord the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but you've come that we might have life and we might have it to the full God, Lord, there's some things that need to be broken in our lives. Lord, there's some things that need to come under your control today. He is able, dunamai, to bring all things under his control. It can be debt. It can be despair. It can be anxiety. It can be an addiction. But God is able this morning to, he is able to bring it under his control. Do you want to bring it under his control? Do you want to let go and let God this morning? I release it to you, God. I'm giving this to you. This shall not have authority in, a, in my life any longer. I'm submitting myself to you, to your ways, to your thoughts. Lord, if you can put the 
earth is your footstool. You can take any stronghold. You can take any addiction and just put it under your feet. <laughs> under, under the, and then, Lord, the devil, we're just going to trample on him for a little bit. You have, you're a liar, devil. You have no authority. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every commitment that was just made. He is able to keep you from falling. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe He is able to keep us from stumbling. And so, Lord, I'm praying keeping grace. I'm praying a prayer of faith now. You were able to keep us from falling. You were able to keep us from stumbling, God. Lord, help us to spend time with You. Help us to spend time with each other. Lord, make us accountable to one another. Lord, help us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves. Lord, when I read the book of Acts, they were daily breaking bread together and studying the Word and praying, Lord, so show us where our schedules need to change, where we need to just incorporate more of the body of Christ in our lives. And I believe today you who are able, Dunamai, to keep us from falling and to present us blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now who is able to do immeasurably more Super abundantly, Lord. So we've got some situations, some family situations, God. There's some, Lord, in our church family that just need some breakthroughs in proper employment, proper housing, God. Lord, there's some situations that just been just been staggering out there, just been hanging out there. But you who are able to do immeasurably more, God. And I can see you providing those needs. But, Lord, I don't want to get ahead of you. If you've got to teach us a few more things, then teach us, God. If if you've got to show us a few more things, then show us, God. We are opening our hearts to receive everything that you want to do. Lord, I know there will be eternal fruit because of the obedience to your word, to your call on our lives today. God, begin to help us dream again. Begin to help us imagine for our families, God. Lord, the past is not what shall be. There will be generations of godliness because of these people's obedience today, God. Blessings shall follow. You've placed before us blessings and curse. But today we choose life. We choose you today, God. And we will follow in your paths. He who is able to do this. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you have done. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the work, Lord. We thank you for all your blessings that you've done. But now, Lord, we're going to thank you for what you're going to do. You're going to, I'm thanking you for saving my neighbor. I'm thanking you for saving Tasha. Lord, I'm thanking you for saving Dan David. I'm thanking you for saving Halen and Andrew, God. I'm thankful for, Lord, you're restoring relationship. You're, you're, you're helping people come out of immorality and make some things right. You're setting the houses in order, God. Lord, there's going to be... There's going to be more family devotion time. There's going to be more individual time in your presence, God. You are setting things in order. And I give you praise. And I give you glory. The lost are going to be saved. 
God, some, Lord, some are going to answer the call to ministry because of your, your placing this, this on their hearts today. They're going to say yes to you, to your will and your way. We don't know how. We, can, we, we confess, Lord, we don't know how at the end of a pencil things work out, but we're going to trust you with the checkbooks today. He who is able to do immeasurably more than we can dare dream, ask, or imagine. To him be glory forever and forever. Amen. Amen. Before you get away, just ask the Lord. You need to declare. We overcome by the word of our testimony, the blood of the Lamb, and not loving our lives to death. It will help you. It will serve notice to the enemy. I'm not going to force anybody, but if you, you just raise your hand, I want to go on record. This is what God wants me to do. This is what he's asking me to do. Maybe it's a situation. You don't have to. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Anybody want to declare something? Declare it, sister. I declare that I will not allow myself to be just unable to be here and worship and praise God. And I will make it my word and God's word to touch on my heart, to faithfully read his word, be obedient to his word, and just fulfill and just be, just strengthen my walk with him because right now it's weak and I want to be strong. So I'm thankful to you, Father God. Amen. That's that's in that's everything in the will of God right there. And now, because you've declared it, it's served no. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable. And now your sisters and brothers can they'll if you're not here, we're texting you. We want to know where you are. You must be sick in the bed. If you're not here. Amen. Anybody else? I want to declare to God, um, I just want to bring more people to him. I I, uh, deal with a a lot of uh, people through the day in my job, and um, I do a lot of praying at my job. Thank you, Miss Janice, for uh, suggesting for me to go and put my application there. And uh, it's... I, I love my job. I mean, it's not even in my field, but I, I'm in God's field. I'm doing ministry work there, and so I just want God to bring me, bring me those people, Lord. I think that's in the will of God. Absolutely, give God praise. The gift of evangelism, and God, I'll just, I'll just brag on God. You can see Sheila pulled somebody apart. God moved on her heart to pray for their healing. She anointed the lady and the. Daughter came back a week or so later, and the cancer's in remission. We got, it doesn't have to happen in a sanctuary. It can happen at the, at the store. It can happen at Marta. When a willing vessel says yes to God and believes God, he's able to heal and bring. He's, and then he'll, he'll use you to bring lost people to Jesus. Absolutely. I just want to say yes more to Jesus and be more available to him. That's the thing. I sit there and procrastinate sometimes. But God is faithful. God bless you, Cindy. Hallelujah. We're in agreement. Those boys, biblical names, John, Mark, and Philip are going to follow Jesus. I want to declare that the Lord will save my children in my grandchildren. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. Off the lips of a grandmother, off the lips of a mother, God is going to save my kids and my grandkids. Hallelujah. You think he'll honor that prayer? Amen. In his time. And now a church family is coming in agreement with you. Your pastor is coming in agreement with you for those kids and grandkids. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Miss Carol. This morning, uh, the Lord led me to a devotion that was saying to stop looking at the circumstances and keep my eyes on God. So you repeated it. So I'm claiming it. Jehovah Jireh. You believe God can provide for Carol Rogers and all of her needs? He is able. I can imagine that. He's able to do more than that, Carol. Praise God. Thank you for your obedience. I want to declare that God is big enough to handle all my problems, my dealings with family members who are incarcerated or in addiction bondage. And he's just big enough. And I'm not going to get in his way. And I'm going to let him take it over. So in your son's name, Jesus. I believe that was a thought from the Holy Spirit. There's more than one of us who are tempted like Jerry to get in the way of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I'm not going to be the stumbling block. That's a wonderful prayer. I believe God will answer that. He's able to bring all things, to subdue all things, even the craziness and the chaos in our families. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. You good? <laughs> You believe in God? Son Jay, I want you to just pray a prayer of faith. And let's go out of here rejoicing in what God has done and what he's going to do. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for speaking to our heart. Thank you for using your servant to speak to us through your word. We come before your throne, Lord, and yes, Lord, we are guilty of looking at the circumstances over you, but thank you for speaking to us that you are able to do immeasurably more than what we can think, what we can imagine. We thank you for changing our life circumstances. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you, Lord. We can't thank you enough for what you have done for us. And you are doing for us, Lord, and you are going to do for us. Help us to grow in you. Help us to look beyond our circumstances and look unto you. So that, Lord, our focus return to you, O Lord. We're sorry for doing what you never wanted us to do. Help us to do much more that you want us to do, O Lord. Help us to depend on you more and more, O Lord. Help us to get out of your way and let you do the work in our life, O Lord. Lord, we come before you again, O Lord, and ask your presence. Ask your mercy. 
Help us to grow in you, Lord. As we depart from you here, Lord, let your presence be with us, Lord. Whatever we have heard, Lord, let us take those things to our lives. Let our lives be changed. Lord, next time when we, Lord, gather together, Lord, we may see your presence, see your glory shining through our life, Lord. Let the people around us see your love and your glory shine through our life, Lord. Change our lives, Lord. Help us grow in you, Lord. Be with us, Lord. Till we meet again, Lord, let your presence be with us, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your servant, for his obedience, that he brought the mighty word and that reached to our heart, Lord. Whatever needs to be changed in our lives, you do it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your prayer. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen.